If you are in a place of feeling completely hopeless or very depleted levels of hope, it can be a real struggle to implement the steps in your life that you need to be working on in order to achieve those results because you're just focusing on survival level things. This feeling of hopelessness is taking away the energy, depleting the energy from things that you could be working on. Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hello and welcome to the Called Forth podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the importance, the value, the vital component that keeping hope alive is. How do you keep hope alive? What do you do? This subject is incredibly important if you're working towards dreams and goals because if you feel hopeless about them, it's really going to be a struggle to get to that end destination that you're going after. So I'm going to break down strategies and techniques and just things that I've done in my own life to help keep hope alive, especially when you have not just depleted hope, but repeated experiences that feel like that strips hope from you. We're going to be diving into all things hope today in this episode. On the surface, keeping hope alive seems kind of like either A, a basic thing that you need to do, or two, it can feel like a component that maybe doesn't deserve very much attention. But I want to break down why hope is so valuable and important. And chances are, if you've ever lived without hope, you know how, how valuable hope is. So one thing to point out is that when you are dealing with a low level of hope or hopelessness in general, you are likely spending your energy on just surviving. You're spending your energy on basic things because the energy that it would take to think about higher level things, you just don't even have the capacity for that because you're just trying to survive day to day. You're dealing with discouragement and frustration and disappointment and all of these things. And that is where your energy is going if you're dealing with a sense of hopelessness in your life. And I want you to move beyond this experience of struggling and hope to cultivating a sense of hope in your daily life so that you do have the energy to focus on the higher level things. And keeping hope alive in the day-to-day that you need to be able to pursue your goals and dreams is something that you have to be intentional about. Hope isn't always natural or something that you just automatically feel every morning and you wake up, you just feel hopeful. I mean, that would be awesome. And sometimes we have seasons where, hey, life is good and we're feeling hope with every day, but you might be in a season where you're struggling to feel hope about what you're facing. Maybe you're pursuing a goal and you're struggling with hope. Maybe you are in a relationship that feels very hopeless. Maybe you are in a career that depletes your energy. You want to make a transition and you're struggling with repeated disappointment and hopelessness because things haven't happened yet. So in whatever area that you are really struggling in hopelessness, you can apply these techniques and principles and strategies and intentionality to cultivate hope in these different areas, in the area of your life that you are struggling with. 
Because the ultimate goal is that you want to create a life that fosters hope daily. And whether you realize it or not, we all have a framework to our lives. You might be just going about your life and not even realize the frameworks that you have constructed through your daily habits, through your thought processes, your mindset, your choices, your daily actions that you take. There is a framework there, whether you are attuned to it or not. And so what we want to do is we want to create a system and a framework that fosters hope because it's when you have this level of hope that you begin to dream bigger, think further. And as I mentioned earlier, spend your energy on things that you would want to spend it on, not just on the surviving of the day to day. And while there's so many aspects to this, I would love to cover. I'm just going to cover the first few in today's episode. The first thing we're going to be talking about is trust. And that is trusting the process that whatever situation that you're facing that feels so incredibly hopeless, God is bigger than that situation. So I'm starting right out asking you to fix your eyes on Jesus. Because when we feel this sense of hopelessness and discouragement and disappointment, if you peel back the layers of that, you'll come back to a core of not truly trusting that God has his best interest at heart for you. And chances are you can find supporting evidence because you look at the things that you have tried for, prayed for, contended for, and then you look at the reflection of that, what your life looks like now, and you can get incredibly frustrated feeling like, where are the results of all of this effort that I've put forward? And so this hopelessness stems from a lack of trust because of what's transpired in your life. So what I would do is encourage you to take this sense of hopelessness and this lack of trust and go to God with it. Just be raw, real, transparent and say, this is where I'm at with this. This is why I feel the way that I do and the hopelessness. I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to lay it at your feet because holding on to it is not going to move me forward. It's just going to keep me in the same mindset going around the same mountain over and over again because I'm frustrated with you, God. And so I think being Open, honest, and transparent in this way with God is the first step to moving out of hopelessness because you've got to be real. You've got to be genuine. In one of the books that I read recently, Living Fearlessly, Jamie Winship talks about truth telling and just being honest with God and that God deals with the real us, not the perceived us or the facade of who we are. Meaning if you were just completely open and blunt with God, what would you say? That version of you that's just open and honest, raw, real, transparent is the you that God wants to speak to. So that's why I first point out taking your sense of hopelessness to God himself. The second thing you do is recall and remember the things in your life that have gone right, the things he has answered, the things he has rescued you from. Because when you're in a sense of hopelessness, it's easy to forget those things. It's easy to forget, oh yeah, I forgot when you completely saved me from this past scenario. So if we can bring back perspective to a mind that's filled with hope, it really does help to shift your mindset and your way of thinking. When you recall the things that you've overcome and the achievements that you have accomplished versus this long road that's ahead of you that feels like this long, long drawn out path of things that you haven't done and how much space is left to fill towards where you are now to where you really want to be. Focusing here can make you feel really overwhelmed and just encourage this sense of hopelessness. But when you look back on all of the things that you've done and what it, what God has brought you through, 
it reminds you in your spirit of how good God really is and that he is worthy of trust. He's worthy of your trust. The third thing that I'm going to mention that is going to help you keep hope alive is what I call environmental cues. And there can be multiple environmental cues. The first one that I'll talk about right now is who you're surrounding yourself with. Are you surrounding yourself with people who are negative and who see more of the downside of life than they do the upside of life? And I'm not saying that you only hang around positive people and you never make room in your life for people who are struggling like you're struggling right now. Because if you want somebody to walk with you in your struggle, then you need to pay that forward and walk with somebody else who's struggling. Of course, boundaries come into that and balance comes into all of that. But my point is, who are you surrounded by? You've all heard the phrase, you are the combination of your five closest friends. So what I'm asking you to evaluate and do is think about what are you surrounding yourself with in your environment as far as your relationships go? Do you have that one friend that you can go to who's positive and encouraging, who you know is strong in their relationship with God, who you know is going to give you sound advice, wise counsel? And if you're in a situation where you feel like you don't have anybody, what messaging are you listening to? What influencers or online personalities can you consume that help to build your faith and build your hope that God is good and that there are good things in your future? Look around at who you would want to be associated with and maybe take that risk and reach out to develop a relationship or a friendship with the someone or someones who live from that place of hope that you want to try to live more from. Another environmental cue is your own space. What does your space look like? Is it cluttered? Is it messy? Is it dirty? Is it a place that stresses you out? Is it a space that in its current condition just keeps you focused on surviving versus thriving? And what I really mean by this is if your current space depletes your energy, you need to evaluate and look at what you can do in your current physical space to shift that and change that around. Maybe it's as simple as getting things cleaned up, getting the kids together, organizing them, and having everybody help you out to get your home in order. Maybe it's the attitudes of your husband and children that's just draining your hopeless energy because everybody's fighting or they're spending too much time on electronics and you feel like a bad mom because they're not spending their time in a way that you wish that they would. Maybe it's a matter of working on the culture that you want to set in your home. And there's so many deep pieces I could dive into in all of these different aspects of environmental cues, but it's recognizing where your energy is being drained and how you can, how you then can begin to infuse hope in these different areas. Maybe you have a jam packed schedule that seems like you are going from one thing to the next and you have no time to even really evaluate this feeling of hopelessness because you're just trying to keep your head above water with how busy you are. Maybe you're not busy enough and there's so much time on your hands that all you have time to do is think about how hopeless you feel. Wherever you find yourself in the continuum of that, evaluating your schedule is another way to think about tackling this feeling of hopelessness that you feel. Now, you may be wondering, well, how is my schedule tied to hopelessness? How is all of these things tied to hopelessness? As you really start to get with God and evaluate what is the root of this hopelessness, and then as you dive with him into the roots of this, these different areas that I've highlighted will all serve as 
pieces of the puzzle to help you cultivate a life that has a structure and a framework that facilitates a life of hope for you. I'll give you just even a quick, small example of something that's so simple that I do sometimes when I have this feeling of hopelessness. If I really start to get down and discouraged, sometimes I'll just put worship music on. I will completely change the spiritual and the mental and the emotional atmosphere of my life through putting on worship music. And I know that sounds so basic, like how could that help? But I'm telling you, a good worship song will shift your mood quick. And that is just one small tidbit, one small thing that you can do when you are feeling this hopeless feeling mentally and emotionally. Now, again, I could spend so much time diving deep on different pieces of this. So what you're hearing now is is an overview of how you can begin to even think about structuring a framework for a life that is infused with hope, going from hopelessness to filled with hope. Hope can even be facilitated in the habits that you create. What's the time that you wake up? What is your morning routine? How do you set your mind straight before the day even begins? Then if you were to take that at its opposite, what do you do in the evening to end the day on a positive note or relax and wind down or get yourself prepared for the next day or the week ahead, the month ahead, depending on how much of a planner you are? What do you do in the evenings with your time? How much sleep do you get? All of these things that seem so small and so simple make an impact on your mental health. So things like your habits and even what you're eating, how much exercise you're getting, ways that you're moving your body in a way that feels good to you. So I'm not saying go be a marathon runner if you hate running. But if you think about this feeling of hopelessness that you have, looking at these different things in your life, like what are you consuming? Like even when you're eating, think about how you feel 30 minutes after you eat a specific food or Think about whether you've moved your body that day in a way that felt good for you. Did you go for a walk today? Did you lift weights for 20 minutes? You know, whatever it is that feels good for you fitness-wise is something to think about. Did you get outside and experience some sunshine? What did your self-care look like today? Did you give yourself even 30 minutes to just decompress? Maybe read a book, take a bubble bath, wash your face, maybe put on some makeup, maybe go on a date night with your husband and spend some good quality time just connecting with each other. All of these seemingly small things can make a difference in this feeling of hope that you may or may not feel. The other thought that I know might be coming to mind is, okay, how does changing my sense of hope lead to any results in my life. And this is the crux of the episode. If you are in a place of feeling completely hopeless or very depleted levels of hope, it can be a real struggle to implement the steps in your life that you need to be working on in order to achieve those results because you're just focusing on survival level things. This feeling of hopelessness is taking away the energy, depleting the energy from things that you could be working on. There's a scientist researcher, he's got this hierarchy of needs and how when your basic needs aren't even being met, you can't even think about the higher level needs because you're just trying to survive. And so the reason why I say hopelessness is incredibly important to develop and cultivate and create a life that infuses hope that is hopeful is because If you don't have to spend so much energy just trying to feel hopeful, 
you can then better utilize your energy on actually working towards the things that you want to do with your life. And this is a topic that God has put on my heart lately because I've spent a good portion of my life struggling with hopelessness from the depression that I've walked through and just the discouragement and defeat of struggling to find a job, a career, a passion, a purpose that I really feel like makes me come alive. And so I know what it feels like to feel very hopeless. Now, I might not have your story. I might not have the worst story that there is to have, but I do understand and know this feeling of hopelessness. So I can say from that perspective, the lived value of how important having hope is. So I would love to hear from you on what you thought of the episode today. What did you gain? What was a a highlight for you? Leave a comment on the YouTube version of this audio podcast or share the link on your stories with someone you know that might be struggling with hopelessness today. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to check out my other episodes. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember... You have been called forth.